Let me just see your greetings this morning. It's an absolute pleasure to have you for today's installment on Saturday, and uh, I'm sure you've enjoyed the program so far, so let me just see your greetings. If you can help me, just uh, let me see the screen, please, and just take all the greetings from all friends, all our associates all across the world at this present time, just greeting you from the ELC, live from the Gold House. I see you. I see the entire Pulse family on this morning. I see you, Reggie. Good morning, sir. Good to see you. I hope you've gotten better now. You were, you were a bit in bed for the whole of last week, I think. Hope you're better now. Yeah, let me just see your greetings this morning, guys. And of course, you can listen to this class however it is you do listen to the class. So uh, no pressure at all. Just make sure that you're tuned in. It's the day before the Mad Word service on Sunday at the Nation Family. But what we do in the Nation Family is on Saturday, we just get the opportunity to round down our week go through a few things some few principles and then get ourselves ready for sunday greetings so i'll just start by greeting all the families that are on this morning to greetings to the connect family that's pastor shadia pastor ebo good morning to you and all the team at the connect house at the connect family good morning to elite prosperity and the rest of the Elite Prosperity House, Pastor Nikki, Pastor David, all of the team, Pastor Crystal, Pastor Chris Moore, and everybody that rumbles with the Elite Prosperity. I see you, Ryan. Good morning, sir. Of course, a good morning to the Power Base Institute, Pastor Dami, Pastor Tolu Balogun, and the rest of the team at the Institute. Can't wait for the Institute to finally start taking in intakes for... Um, Another year below, I know that they already have the young geniuses and a big credit to the young geniuses. I think they graduated not too long ago from, from one of their um, courses there. I see all the greetings. I see you, Pastor Abba, the banking family. Good morning. Good morning. I think I've got the toughest job in having a Saturday morning because everybody wants to actually be um, at home and in bed. So... It's so hard for me to wake you up and have you uh, streaming live, listening to me live. So I appreciate that. Osas Elite from Elite Lagos. How are you? Good to have you on. Uh, of course, a good morning to the Limitless family. That's Pastor Alex, Pastor Stephen, the rest of the team there. A good morning to the House of Medics, Pastor Dr. Emma, the rest of the House of Medics. And a greetings and good morning to the COD Wealth family. That's Pastor Onyeka Obi, Pastor Ashley, the rest of the team, Pastor Paul, Elohim, Pastor Beryl, the rest of the team there at the COD Wealth family. Loving the COD Wealth family in this season. Congratulations on your, the travel, the, the exploits of Movement Church across the globe, all the way to Belgium. I see you. Oba Wealth, Wealth family, Belgium. I see you, sir. Omar, <laughs> good morning. And I believe that it's uh, the, what's that, Inspire family. Inspire family, sorry, almost missed you there. I see you, Naomi. I've already told you guys a lot about Naomi. That's Pastor Kevin's sister. And she just gave me a good testimony on Thursday that she's actually progressing up the ranks in the system of, um, the federal system, the police system, sorry. 
so congratulations to you and continue all the strong work that you're doing in cleaning up our streets from all the gangs. If Inspire can't do it, Naomi will do it. Isn't that right, Jerisha? <laughs> Good morning. Please just make sure that you're tuned in this morning to the Economic Leadership Class, the ELC. And I'm sure you've enjoyed the program so far. It's been awesome having uh, Pastor Jaden and Pastor Odelia taking us through, giving us a run through of the radio. Really love the radio this morning with the Jamaican vibes. Nothing good to wake you up like those Jamaican vibes, isn't it, Charlie? <laughs> and of course, then moving on from there, we had all of the programs. Uh, how many of you guys enjoyed the ELC program this morning, though? The ELC program, I was at the Gloss with um, uh, Madeline uh, from the Love House, just talking about exploits at the Gloss and all the things that they're doing there, the services that they're offering. An amazing bunch of young ladies that are working there in the heart of Knightsbridge. So a round of applause to them, actually. Uh, and there's more to come with the ELC videos. So what I'm actually doing is I'm, I'm on tour uh, with the 140 companies. So my, I believe I'm stopping through as many companies as I can. So don't shoot me if I can't make it to your company. Um, we're doing our best to make sure that we can reach through. I think next week I should either be with um, Blacksmith and Sons or with another or RV Studio, I think. But I'm going to speak with the, the team and find out. But make sure you're tuned in with the, um, with the ELC program. You're really going to love it. You're going to see young people, same age as yourselves, who are tuned in, that are just doing amazing things in London. A good morning to the HQ, Pastor Lucy, the rest of the team there at the HQ. Love you guys. Hope you're tuned in. And of course, to Senior Pastor, Pastor Sam. I'm sure you're tuned in, sir. And, of course, my mentor, my leader, my father, Pastor Toby Adeboyega. That's the global pastor of um, Nation Family, SPAC Nation. And um, I'm just so happy for us to have this week. It's titled Take Risks. And usually in ELC fashion, I love to ask and pose a question. So if you're watching me, I'm sure you've got your handheld device. If you can just do me an awesome favor in responding. I'd like to know from you, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being very risky, 1 being risk averse. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you rate your ability to take risk your 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 love to take risk or let me say your your aptitude for risk on a scale of one to ten let me just see those numbers roll through no pressure you don't have to put down ten in this program your leader is not really watching you from that kind of direction i'm sure they're just watching you in a casual kind of way so you see everyone start putting in 10 10 10 10 10 but then you don't make your leader contact you now i'm telling you oh you said you're a 10 sir Tamara says eight. Kishi says seven. <laughs> so all the sevens out there, you guys are smart, right? Because it's, it's neither here nor there. You're not a six. You're not an eight. <laughs> okay, I see all the sevens rolling through. Yeah, five. Whoa, okay. I, I see that five there. That's, that's caution. Strong caution. <laughs> A balance between a, being a medic and a child of the poles. <laughs> no, actually, Dr. Emma, I think you're an eight, you know. 
I'm sorry, but I know you think you're a six, but I think you're an eight. Believe me, there's, there's risk taking I can push you to and you will do it. But because I love you, I just say, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to crash the whole medic thing that early. So trust me, Dr. Emma, you are a strong eight plus in risk taking. Pastor Mario Muller says, LOL. <laughs> of course, you're like 11. You break the skills of risk taking. Pastor Faye, Faye says, nine. Yeah, Dr. Emma, 100%. One is 7.5. Oh my days. That's, that's a number right there. That's, sir. You can call me, but just be on the phone with me for two minutes. Not too long, because whatever you're going to say next, I may say no. <laughs> That's what the point five is for. The point five is caution. Pastor Ray, nine. No, sir, you're ten. You're not nine. Say nine. So what's the other one? What's the thing that you won't do? Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're a strong ten, sir. PM is 1.2 million. Yeah, breaking the scales. From the scale of 1 to 10, guys, um, where do you rate yourself? Kishi said 7, but Seth is saying Kishi is a strong 4. Oof. Oof. Seth, there's convos I've had with Kishi that she will never have if you believe me. She's a 7, I'm telling you. <laughs> she can't have it with you. She doesn't want you to know what she's on like that. Seth says, I'm being humble. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not seven. Luana, eight. Solid. I love it. Pastor Chris Small. Is that Pastor Chris Small or is that Chris Elite? Chris Elite, 10, 100%. Elite Prosperity, 100%. Strong tens. Okay, I, I love the fact that you've given yourself a rating, but I need you to know that your family head administrator was able to take down those numbers and you might be getting a call soon to do one or two things that your leaders and I have been planning. <laughs> no, I'm just playing with you, man. Just wanted to break the ice in the morning. You know, the funny thing, actually, one of the funny things that happened to me, speaking of Pastor Mariam and her 1.2 million skill, I'm speaking to Pastor Mariam and I said, I don't know, this is so weird, just to show you something. I was like, oh, man, I really need to go get a rest now, get ready for service. And then my Bible app said, rest. I promise you, the app responded to me on my phone. It said, rest. Jesus took a rest too, so you can. Just make sure you plan your rest within three days. I was like, what the hell? Imagine the response from my phone. It said, rest, question mark. Jesus took a rest, so you can take a rest. So I'm, I'm like, Mariam, I'm like, yo, look what my phone just said. You know, this is crazy. She says, she said, she looked at her phone. She said, my phone didn't say anything. I said, yeah, because you deleted the Bible app for Instagram. You know, you know when your phone is telling you it needs more space? You ever get that day where your phone's like, it needs more space. And you're trying to think, ah, which picture am I going to remove? I'm not too sure. Tell the truth. Bear of you have looked at that Bible app on a side eye and be like, this thing should go, you know. <laughs> There's no need. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm just sharing Pastor Mariam's story with you because that's what she's done. So you can go and delete your Bible app and just go and get the hard copy. That's even if you got the hard copy. I don't know. <laughs> 
sorry. But I just wanted to share with you guys today, you know, we're speaking about risk-taking, and I think there's no better bunch of people to talk risk-taking with, the nation family, Pulse family, Connect family, all of the families within the nation, Elite, Prosperity, and Co. And I just think risk is an exciting subject for us, but let's just look into it a little bit more because PT said some things on Thursday that I think are worth note and we can discuss. Good to have you in the studio, Pastor Binter. I'm wondering where Pastor Shante is. Shante escaped. Bear Pulse leaders are loving this gold house move. They're just using it to stay at home and chill. Don't worry, I will have the last laugh. I will have my vengeance. <laughs> I'm going to do like a 10-hour program, six to, 6 to 6 or something like that. Some mad church program we're going to have to do that. Just to, I think maybe we just need to do an all-night with bare fasting and tongues and stuff. Just to, just to reset everybody back, you know? Pastor Vince is like, mm-hmm. I, I don't like the way Kishi is just feeling cool these days, no. Let me do this. We need to do a mad stuff so that 40 days, a mad prayer something. Jerusha, you've not fasted before, have you? Don't worry, we're going to do a mad thing. Trust me, bro. <laughs> we're going to have to because I'm thinking these days Seth is feeling cool, man. I saw old pictures of Seth wearing a long dress, looking like a responsible lady. <laughs> don't worry it's cool I won't do that to you but I will have my vengeance I will I know I can't say it without laughing imagine fasting though that's going to be quite a thing because you know already that the hunger you're going through is not going to solve your account being blocked so it would be, diff <laughs> be difficult to not sneak a snack <laughs> you know you know pity has enlightened you too much so as you're hungry, you just be thinking, <clears throat> as far as people don't smell the meat or the stew, we're good. We, let's keep going. There was a guy among us that used to be like that. We'll be fasting. Pastor Sam knows. Me and P. Sam will be going strong. We'll be fasting. This guy will be blapsing the chicken and chips behind our back. He not telling no one nothing. Chicken and be feasting. And then after feasting, you wipe his mouth come to the service and start praying, oh Lord, and then start seeing visions. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Blapson is a new word. You can go forth and spread it, my son. No, no, do your thing. But anyway, the joke's out the way, taking risk. How many of you guys remember David Blaine? Message for me. Do you remember David Blaine? Anyone here remember David Blaine? Oh, Charlie, come on. You're not that young, bruv. You don't know David Blaine. William, do you know David Blaine? Uh, nah, don't try it. Deborah, do you know David Blaine? What kind of world is this? Really? Are you guys trying to tell me I'm that old? <laughs> Thank you, viewers, because these guys are trying to make it look like David Blaine. Erica PR said, nope. Okay, I've learned a lesson from this. Stay on your game. So David Blaine is now a forgotten man. Unbelievable. After all that things he was doing. Huh? <laughs> Stressing his life for no reason. Just for Charlie to say he doesn't know him. It's mad. 
I'm watching this guy David Blaine back in the day. They call him a magician, but he just does mad stuff. I remember the time he froze. Does everyone remember the time he froze himself? For like hours. And I think he was hanging in London. That was live, innit? Like you can walk past that icicle, the ice cube that he was in. I think, what is this? But you know, even then, I used to watch him and say, I wonder how much they're paying this guy for this, though. David Blaine was a madness. Charlie, you better go research David Blaine, you know. So my parents used to rebuke him. <laughs> you know what? Parents just used to cuss anything magic. Parents used to cuss anything magic. On that note, I remember I used to live in Guyana. I lived in Guyana when I was maybe seven. I was there for like four years. When I came to the UK, I had a Jamaican accent. Strong, very strong. And... All of my friends in school here used to make me say stuff because they found it weird that a Nigerian guy has strong Jamaican accent. But in Guyana, they're more the Caribbean side of South America, so they have Jamaican accent there. But anyway, and then it was 31st October. Is it 31st? When is um, Halloween? 13th or something, I'd be... 13th of October, and I remember, because I, I went to an American school there. Everybody came with their costumes. But I kid you not, I think that's what helped my parents a bit. They, those, those journeys in my life broke them down a bit. That's maybe what allowed them to understand Spanish in a little bit. They actually let me celebrate Halloween and wear the costume and stuff. By the way, have you seen Cavani's costume, though? Cavani... <laughs> Cavani and, and James. House of Spider-Man, are you on? House of Spider-Man and Batman, are you on? I'm looking at these guys' costumes. James has gone for Spider-Man. Go and tell Pastor Jay to send you the picture so you can see what Cavani is wearing. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, Jade, are you not a bit worried? Are you not a bit worried about the things this young man likes? <laughs> Okay, House of Spider-Man, you're on. Just share the picture of as many people as you can. If you want to, it's fine. I've got it, so I'll share it after if you don't. But anyway, I was able to wear costumes and all that. My parents didn't say, oh, it's witches and stuff. So I was able to. But there was this boy in my class that actually came. And this is a big tension in American school. In American school, um, like your friends and your cliques and all that mean everything. So I've come in, I can't remember how I, I th yeah, I came in as Ninja Turtles. So I came as Ninja Turtles. I really loved Ninja Turtles at that time. This guy just came plain clothes, jeans, shirt, the way he was bullied, unprecedented. And he was telling me, my parents said that this is evil. I just felt so sorry for him, man. Because I knew the kind of family he would have been coming from. But that was the day his high school journey ended, bullying from then on. School is so hard, so bad. But anyway, just back to the subject. David Blaine will go through all kinds of stuff. Another thing David Blaine did, I think, was... Um, did he try and do some water something? Walking on water or something? Walking on water. He, 
he's really put his body through some mad, mad stuff. But I just realized that it's not actually magic. He's not doing magic. Excuse me. He just has a high tolerance for risk and stress. He has a high tolerance for it. Believe me, if someone has to hold their breath underwater for a long time, why are you doing these things? For some of us, that don't even make sense. Why am I even going to put myself through um, pretending to drown? That's why, how you're going to see it. But it made me understand something because PT was speaking a lot about the eyes and how we see things. So I thought, let's speak about risk this morning. So I'm not going to spend too much time with you, just about 25, 30 minutes or so. And the definition I have here of risk, and see if you can follow along with me, precious. A situation involving exposure to danger. A situation ex, um, involving exposure to danger. Risk implies future uncertainty about deviation from expected outcome. Have you got those? Okay. So, some of us can take risks. Some of us are a bit risk averse. I want to ask you another thing. Before there were planes, it would have been a big risk, don't you agree, to say that a man can fly? Don't you think it would be a huge, huge risk? You're risking your life to just even suggest, I'm going to attempt to make us fly. Nobody's ever flown before. Nobody's ever flown. You've, we've barely just got cars on the road from Ford, Henry Ford. Now some young men are saying, forget the car, we're going to fly. And I believe it was the Wright brothers. But even the thought of that, that's a risk. How possibly are you going to make us lift from the ground? We don't even have the ability to jump and stay up in the sky for long. Now you're telling us you're going to make something that is heavier than us but defies the law of gravity. Do you understand that even the concept of an airplane is at that time is impossible? You're going to build something that is heavier than a human being that can carry a human being. In fact, not just one, multiple people and suspend itself in the air. There's a law there that that thing is breaking. Can we agree on that? It's break. There's some sort of law is there that's being broken. And I want you to ask yourself, how many laws are so invisible that I don't understand are stopping me from achieving a certain result. The law of gravity is not obvious. It's not staring at you, but you feel its effect, meaning you jump and you fall. You don't hang in the air. You don't float in the air. So if someone's going to tell you that for a certain amount of time, something will have the power and the ability to lift off and land at its will, not even like it's waiting for a gust of air. Have you ever made a paper airplane? 
if you have a gust of air, it travels longer. But imagine landing and taking off at your will. There are laws that are hidden that are being broken. And the moment you're, you're breaking laws, the moment you break laws, it's taking a risk. So I think those who take risks understand that they can rewrite certain laws. They can break the rules, but they're not breaking the rules. They're rewriting the rules. And it just depends on how much of rewriting of the rules you want to get involved in. According to Harvard, and you might want to note this down because it's the economic leadership class. According to Harvard, and you may not have known this, do you know you are least likely to have a plane crash than a car crash? Yeah. According to a research conducted by Harvard, you're least likely to have a plane crash than to have a car crash. You're more likely to be in a car accident, actually. So, flying is actually now no longer a risk. How did society, how did men, how did people take something that looked like impossible to high risk? Then over time, they made that thing low risk. The power of concentration and focus on and seeing something through to the end, creating a solution, an alternative, and remaining on it, improving it and updating it as time goes by till that thing became a low risk. It's You're least likely to be in a plane crash than you are in a car crash. It's all in your mind. So some people still can't come get over the fact that there are planes, so they still feel jittery to jump into an aircraft. But the truth is, you're more likely to have a car accident if you travel from the UK to France by road than if you go by air. And if it's mind-boggling to you, then think about insurance, if any of you are in the insurance industry. How many cars get insured per year as opposed to how many planes? There is more chance based on the law of probability for you to collide with another car, isn't it? So, in considering all these things, risk is subject to the person who's seeing it. Because risk is actually another word. So, next to your word risk in your economic leadership class book or your notepad, I need you to write down risk or opportunity. It's either a great risk and you back out or it's a great risk and you've seen the opportunity that lies within it and then you go forward. So let's read from the first scripture today. It's a scripture that you're all aware of if you've been following PT. Matthew 6 from verse 22 in the NIV. Thank you. The eye is the lamp of the body. Mm -hmm. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, 
your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Read that again, verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. So when it says here that eye is the lamp of the body, I need you to think more about not just the physical eye. It's not talking about the physical eye. It's talking about your ability to perceive. Every top leader should be able to look at a situation and have and make a decision and diagnose and say, in for, for this thing I'm looking at, this is the outcome. You must be able to understand the outcomes. The eye is the lamp of the body. My ability to perceive, the, the way in which I perceive things, the way in which I hear things, the way in which I take in information, that's the lamp of my body. That's what guides my life. When it says it's the lamp of my body, that's what lights me up. That's what makes me who I am. So I asked you a question of how, how much risk are you willing to take on a scale of 1 to 10 because that depends on actually your day-to-day -day activities because some of you will see something as risky and a lot of you will see something as an opportunity. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, if you're able to see things and perceive things from a clear point of view and see the opportunity that lies within, your whole body will be full of light. He says, this person is always lucky. Maybe they just see certain, certain things from a point of view that you don't. Someone says that I am pregnant and I'm not able to eat certain foods because I've just contracted something that makes me that as a pregnant person, I can't eat certain things. Another set of ladies, because maybe they're not used to that, the risk that that illness or whatever has brought to them, they might break down crying. Another set of ladies who are probably used to risk see the situation and say to themselves, there must be other ladies that suffer from this. Let me start a business around it. I need you to know that opportunities only exist within risk-taking. Things that you would see as a risk have opportunity within them. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Read on. But if your eyes are unhealthy... If the way in which you perceive is unhealthy... Can you, can you think of a few people that are always, nah, nah, I'm not on it. No, no. But if your eyes are unhealthy, every time you perceive a situation or you see something, you're unable to make right judgment and right decision. The eyes are unhealthy. I'm not talking about your physical eyes. Everything that helps you perceive. In the last class, we spoke about emotions. And I did say to you that unless you zero down on the emotions, you will end up not seeing, um, um, allowing your inner world to rise out. Your winner in limitless dimensions. And it's the same thing that we're speaking about here in a different context. How do I perceive certain situations as a leader? If my eyes are unhealthy, the whole body will be full of darkness. Darkness meaning the inability to create. 
you're not able to provide solutions and see opportunities within things because the whole body is dark. Your, your mind is dark. Your person is dark. You can't actually see the light through the tunnel. Or at the end of the tunnel, like they say. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Leaders know how to perceive certain risk. Great leaders actually look for risk. They look to identify areas of risk. That's what great leadership does. Weak leadership doesn't search for areas of high risk. Areas of high risk give you the opportunity to solve something, to provide a solution that's not already there. That's the reason why that risk exists. Whenever you see something that is risky or says or something that looks risky to you, I need you to ask yourself, is anyone else doing this? And if they are, I'm sorry, you can't call it a risk. Because there is already a scale of probability of performance for that thing. It's not an unknown. Risks are things that are on are, are on the unknown. Meaning that there is no concept yet of what happens next. So you're sitting down and you're speaking to someone. Sometimes it's people like our parents. And if you're from Nigeria, you hear things like, oh, these elections, man. There's no point. Don't vote. All these guys are bad guys. I say things like that. But the country has just registered how many millions of voters. People are voting. Why are you at home? Why are you not involved? The inability to identify opportunity is what's keeping them at home. That if you saw and knew that there was an opportunity within one of those parties winning the election, you would be pushing everything. You wouldn't just be voting. You'd be investing. You'd be investing in a certain group to win, in a certain said party to win because you've seen the opportunity. When leaders see risk, they just see opportunity. Maybe someone else, and again, I can probably only point back to parents, but you might know people that if it gets to a certain number of investment, they start backing out. Some people still have a, a maybe threshold of investment might be 10,000 pounds. But you've probably gone past that. Because maybe just your living, your accommodation, your house rent, your mansion rent, or whatever it is, is, is the £10,000. So it's no longer a number for investment for you. It's just a number for daily life. Leaders are able to identify risk. Great leaders understand the importance of risk. It's important. Not just that risk plays a great deal in their society, but the appetite that they must continue to take risks no matter the cost. Why is it important for a great leader to take risks? When you take risks, you start to broaden. You start to grow wider in your understanding of certain things. Those things especially that you're looking for. 
So people like the Wright brothers who were sons of a pastor, they suffered so much abuse from their dad calling them evil kids, demonic, because they think men can fly. But there was just a hunger inside them to experiment and find out something that people were saying is impossible to do. And the reason why I'm speaking to you like this this morning or this afternoon, wherever you're tuned in from, because I know some of our viewers in Nigeria will probably be an hour ahead of us. I'm just going to say to you, although everything might look bad sometimes, go and check how you perceive your current situation. Because that determines your behavior. What, is, what are the chances or what is the kind of result I will get if I take the risk of holding a Law City event in Chelsea with a hundred ladies? You've already done so, um, Pastor Doro. So it's no longer something of great risk to you. You've shown yourself, you've shown your mind, you've shown your body that is achievable. But if you keep on doing it constantly, if it's done over and over and over again, just like the aircraft, it begins to move into a place of low risk. It's no longer a high risk situation. The using of awesome expensive venues week in, week out by the nation family because of the perception of the leader and how they saw the meeting up in those places, it became a low risk. It became a norm. You break a barrier and you widen your mind and something becomes normal to you. It's no longer an achievement. At the first instance, it was an opportunity and then you made it your regular life. That's what leadership should be doing. What leadership should be doing is exposing itself to things that it believes are opportunities till it becomes a norm, it becomes a lifestyle. That's the word of lifestyle. So some of the influences, like you were speaking about, Jaden, on the radio, some of those influences, they're not allowed to call it lifestyle videos because they don't live it. They rent a car for the day, they go take some pics, and they're still going to return the clothes anyway and return the car. So nothing's going to happen in the end. It's just... I'm listening to someone and I'm saying, why am I going to bother with someone who... My everyday life is just their real. It's just my everyday life. That's a real moment for you. And I love reels right now. I'm really loving the real stuff. Going back and forth with Doctor on my reel for this week. Make sure you check out my reel when it, when it lands this week. It's landing now. Oh, beautiful. But I'm just saying that we have the responsibility as leaders to continue to push our eyes, your, your, the way in which you perceive, to push it to new levels where you make certain things normal. We will continue as the nation family to be involved in political matters, to be invested into the future of our country and our people and wherever it is that we have influence over people, no matter the nation, 
we will continue to do so until, I mean, even now it looks like normal, like nobody gets onto us for that. The moment you have that boldness to try that risk out, then you continue to push at it. Don't stop till it becomes a daily thing, till it becomes a regular thing. It was a risk for you to try to learn how to be a sound engineer, but not that higher risk because people are doing it. People are successful in it. People go to university for it. So it's not that higher risk. Are you with me, Sam? Do you want to read something? The voice translation. Go on. The eye is the lamp of the body. You draw light into your body through your eyes. Sure. And light shines out to the world through your eyes. That's so perfect. That is so perfect. How many men took risks, conquered risks, got results from risks, and then presented their results to us as the norm? And said to us that from now on, we're not going to use telephones in this way. We're going to use them in this way. We're not going to use TVs in this way. We're going to use them in this way. The risks that other men took became our day-to-day -day life. They presented it back to the world. Their perception and their way of seeing life, they presented it back to the world. As a leader, you have a duty to continue to test the way in which you see things. Not backing down from situations and opportunities because risk is opportunity. And not bothered about the result of a risk taken because when you take risk, there is the probability that you're going to get it wrong. But it's not your duty to worry about that. You just keep on going. Keep on taking risk. Keep on doing that said thing till it becomes a norm. They presented their risk taken back to us like lifestyle. And, and, and we have to be so, um, in leadership class, we have to really note this down so that you can know how much of a risk taker you really are. Because sometimes you're just doing what's already been done before anyway. Why are you so afraid to build a multi-global um, football company or a football agency? Why should you be afraid to do so? It's not a risk. <laughs> It's not a risk to reach out to push an agenda to become a top whatever in whatever field you're doing because there already exist results to that effect. These are still low-risk opportunities. When I say low-risk opportunities, meaning the opportunity has already been identified there for you because there's already results you can refer back to. Do you understand? It's no longer a risk because there are still two, three companies, people you can pull out from your field to say they've done it. So it's a low risk. I'm speaking to you like this this morning just to let you know, go all out. Because the results are already predefined. You've already seen the result of what it will look like if you put that much more into your media company. Sony is there. Warner is there. You already know what it looks like. It's no longer a high-risk situation. I'm not even telling you to take high risk. I'm just saying take risks. Yes, the probability may not be tipped to your scale because of maybe your demographic or maybe your age. But irregardless, it's been done before. 
You know what you would look like if you put in pressure in that thing for a set amount of time or years. You know what you look like. You don't need to guess. The Wright brothers had to guess. They had to guess. They didn't know what a Boeing 747 looked like. That's high risk. Put your whole life into something that you don't know what the future looks like. The nation family is high risk. A high risk vehicle. We've never seen what it looks like before. I just thought of, I never said it before. I never said it. <laughs> PK's not here, but if PK's tuned in, he knows. <laughs> nation family is a high risk situation. You can't even compare your faith project to nation family. The, the, the driver behind the nation family is taking more risks than you. We've not seen what this looks like with a bunch of young people who are smart, brilliant, brilliant and, and ambitious and have vision and come together to, to make something work. We've never seen what it looks like. There's no reference for us. Please, if there is, please quote and cite it so that we can see and we can follow the pattern. The driver still can't. There's no pattern for it. You're, you're in a high-risk vehicle. But you're not taking as much risk as the nation. At all. Because still your vision within the nation is still a predictable thing. If you're in education, the last, last, as a pastor in education, you're going to eventually pastor till you've set up a university. Thinkers World University. Instead of thinking about something else, your eye should be on the goal of the risk that you're taking to push Thinkers World, Thinkers World University, Power Base Institute, as a university, as a college, per excellence of young geniuses. Thinking further to say that there will be creators and creative directors and engineers that will come out of the Power Base Institute. It's further than just thinking of it as a fellowship. So those who don't ride with the leader, they've just seen it as a fellowship. They've not yet seen it from the eye of risk. Because if they could, if their eyes were healthy, they'd be able to see the results that await because of the opportunity that they have according to nation building. I think Pastor Sam was speaking about nation building this week. The biggest platform of risk-taking is nation-building. I can grab a Deborah, working on a Deborah who wants to be a cybersecurity professional. She's doing her master's currently. She wants to go on to do her PhD in cybersecurity in cryptography. There are nations with um, intelligence department. Nigeria, they have the NIA. In America, they have the CIA. In UK, they have the MI5. These are professionals and people with high level of understanding of cryptography and secrets of all kinds. If you're not on a nation platform and you don't take the risk to be the best you can be in cryptography, guess what happens? You just become a very good staff in a top level company in cryptography, which is still great. But if you have a nation platform to take risks on, the highest you can be, Deborah, I promise you, you can start a department of intelligence for the nation. It's just down to your 
ability to perceive. So some of you might be in your family houses and you think because you're just sitting there and you're not the family head that there's nothing for you to drive out of this. There's a lot for you to drive out of it if you can perceive. 140 companies all looking for legal representation. Probability and chance lets me know as a lawyer that at least one of them, at least one becomes a billion dollar company. That might be your meal ticket for the rest of your life. <laughs> when I say meal ticket, it's not in any degrading ways to say that that might be your partnership. That might be what then pushes you to join, to put a, 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 a company into a magic circle law firm. The platform of nation, a high-risk platform where every or any little mistake can get you dropped off the edge. But you're playing for high risks. Why? For high reward. There's great opportunity when you're playing for high risk. When the stakes are high, the reward is high also. For the guys who do block sports, they run the, the, the online gaming company. We have an online gaming company or an online casino. We have our odds every week. And it's made me start placing these odds also. I think... Um, Tom Fury um, fought Jake Paul the other day. I lost money on that because I wanted Jake Paul to beat the hell out of him. I wanted, I be, I don't like, I'm not a Jake Paul fan. Actually, let me correct myself. I'm a fan of stories. I like stories. I'm obsessed with storytelling. I've been studying storytelling since I was enlightened. BT's been saying it for a long time, but I just recently got enlightened on what social media is for. So now I love stories and storytelling. Jake Paul is telling a beautiful story. So I tell the guys, listen, if the story is right, I'm going behind the story. I don't have any allegiance to the people you have allegiance to. This one says he's Man U fan. This one says he's Man City. I follow story. If the story is right, I follow them. When the story doesn't seem right anymore, I jump ship. Simple. The story was right for the person who won the election in Nigeria. The story was right. It's just for him to win. I'm sorry, obedience, if you're tuned in. It's not yet your time. The story is not there. You need a story, then they tip the odds to your favor. And every single one of you, the reason why we're all gathered under the nation platform is the story is perfect. You all have the story of the underdog. How many of you here, your parents are multi-millionaire? Raise your hand. If you're tuned in, let me see the comments. Any multi-millionaire tuning in to me? Uh, use this to mobilize. Anyone here, please. If you're tuned in to me, just say, yes, sir. My dad is a multi Not in Naira. Dollar or sterling multi-millionaire, you're tuned in right now. Alicia, please get ready to take details. <laughs> The story of the underdog is on your side. <laughs> the story of the underdog is on your side. So you don't know, but every situation you go into because of the nation platform and your story, the opportunity is tipped to your favor. It's high risk. Even though HSBC has done it before, even though the NHS has done it before, even though L'Oreal has done it before, but they were not you. 
So the results will still be more to your favor. You will still get a greater result to push for the things they took risk for. Despite that, it's not the higher risk anymore. But because of your background, the odds are in your favor. No, the odds are against you, but the opportunity is in your favor. The reward. So it's 11.20 and I'm going to start rounding up from here. I know maybe you'd like me to speak a little bit more, but I want to start using these Saturdays just to spark your mind while you're sitting with your soldiers, sitting with your family head, having breakfast or lunch or whatever you're doing right now. Or if you're hustling at this minute on a Saturday morning, whatever it is you're doing, it's just to spark you to start thinking about how much you've got to do. I want you to start perceiving things from a different point of view. Take some risks. Because they're worth taking because it's you. Take risk. <laughs> you already know what it looks like to go to uni and graduate and get a job. Why do you just want to do that? Take things, add a bit more. What's that thing that happens, Charlie, when you're putting on the odds for me? Then they start saying things like corner kick or what do they call that thing? How many corners, how many fouls? Boosters or something. Like that. Add a bit more stuff to your story. Accumulator, that's it. It's like in the in the gambling world, in the gaming world, the, you, are, you can accumulate obstacles to get a bit better reward. It's so it's so interesting. You can accumulate obstacles. Like you can say, okay, I don't just predict 2-0. I predict 2-0, but this guy has to get a red card. This guy has to do this. And because you've, you're putting so much more down based on um, the obstacles in the way, you're predicting more, you're taking more risks, you get a better reward. It's no different. But just that for you tuned into me this morning or this afternoon, you don't need to add anything else. Your background and your story is enough. Your story already predetermined you to get a greater reward if you're a footballer and you're watching me, a greater reward than a Ronaldo because of your story. For those of you who are in the cosmetics industry, you have already enough story behind you to get a better reward, to see better opportunity than Huda Beauty and the rest of them, than Fenty and the rest of them. You have a better story already. That's what taking risk is all about. <laughs> it's my eyes. Are my eyes healthy enough? Are they clear enough? Now speaking about your physical eyes, my ability to perceive. Can I perceive clear enough that there's an opportunity in this exercise that has pitted itself as a danger? And so I'm really enjoying the word of God under the knowledge that PT is giving us, allowing us to go back into the word and really sieve out the truth 
allowing us to go back to the word and see what the, the speaker or the writer was really trying to get. He's just asking you about your perception and your ability to see and perceive. And do you come across situations that you've ruled out? You've ruled out as, nah, not for me. I'm a bit scared. Two weeks ago, we were speaking about no fear. So the intention of the ELC is just to bring you along a journey of stories till you arrive at a certain point. Some of you have made the biggest investments of your life. And they've not gone the right direction. That's what investments do. <laughs> you invest a hundred grand, you invest a million pounds and sometimes it doesn't go right. That's what investments do. But look at the opportunity. What did it build from you? And I'm just, I'm not saying to you as a pastor or trying to ginger you like they say as a pastor because there are worldly references to what I'm talking about. If an Elon Musk can make 20 million from his first project and then sell it all to go back to living in a flat, he didn't use it to build a house or to start a family. He didn't even keep 100k to get drip or a car. It's the same as investing into something and losing it. <laughs> but there's something you can drive when you understand opportunity, something that you gain that sets you up for something else. Sold everything back into the company and left, starting again with a different mind, the ability to perceive things in a different way. Of course, always repeat successful actions. That's exactly what I was saying. Brother Ubi's um, listening to us this morning. Repeating successful actions because when you're taking risks, check the odds. Some people have already done it before. So the odds might be, the risk might be in your favor. It's not that risky. It's been done before. So Pastor Ray, if you say to yourself, I'm going to build a multi-global logistics company, it's not that big of a risk anymore. Based on the nation platform, you can now go beyond that. The risk will be how far can you push it based on the nation platform because it's a national platform and now you can be bigger than that. But it's not a high risk. If you put your head down, get one van, then get two, then get seven, then get ten. Then you struggle for a bit more and get 20. It's not hard. How do you get a van? You apply for finance. You just do it 20 times. Isn't it? It's not ingenious. <laughs> I'm just telling you that most of these things are not ingenious. So take risk. It's still low risk taking. This is not high yet. I didn't come to burst your bubble or, or make you feel sad. I'm just telling you that you're still not taking high risk yet. Calm. The highest risk is still the nation platform. It's never been seen before. What you're doing, building a top magazine, is not a high risk. So if you wake up in the morning and the young ladies are not at their desk working, pushing, let them know, see, what you're doing is not mad. People have done it before and have result. Let's put our head down and get result. Then, because you're pushing it on a nation platform, you will get to a place where it's like, where do we go from here? You will get to that place. But for now, the only thing that can say, where do we go from here? 
is the nation platform. Its hands are growing in influence in various places that we've never seen before. Its leader is seen in various places that we don't see. We don't used to see pastors there before. <laughs> we never used to see them there. We never used to be rated like this. It's so cool to be a pastor now. It's so cool to put nation after your name now. Other people are rising up from nowhere. Put nation on after your name. Have you taken the risk to call yourself nation? Call yourself nation and then crumble, you know. <laughs> so there is still much to do. It's 11.30 and I'm going to begin to round up from here. It's been an absolute pleasure spending time with you this morning. Of course, a pastor in the GQ magazine. It's, we never used to see it. <laughs> I love when Nigeria say those things. We never used to see that thing, man. <laughs> that is still a high-risk platform, but Pastor Sephora, tell me, have people put people in GQ magazine before? What you're trying to do as a PR um, lady, as a PR leader? They have. All the human beings, or human being. <laughs> Nigerian language is always funny sometimes. All the human beings that you see on GQ magazine, who put them there? It's another company, a PR company. It's not mad. What you're doing is not mad. But keep doing it. Eventually, you get to a place where you know this is a high risk. For now, you're still taking little risks, but take it. Nonetheless, take those risks. Wake up, pushing this thing. Take those risks. Someone has done it before to make the risk no longer a risk. Shake it. <laughs> Love your teaching, sir. My first time here. It's good to have you here. Extreme drive exercise. But take the risk regardless. If any of you decide today to start an airline, is it going to be a big deal? No. Not to the world. To your story, yes. So take the risk. Do you get what I'm saying, guys? To the world, no. There's Boeing. There's... Um, What's that one that you have to pay for your food on the plane? The cheap one. What's it called again? Eh? Ryanair and all those ones. You pay for your water. You pay to drink water. <laughs> Can I have water, please? 30 pounds. They've seen airline before. It's not going to be a big deal if you get your, um, your flying license. Pure jet. <laughs> Arik. Is Eric uh, a DCO is online. But you see, for your story, it is a big deal. So take it. Ah, this guy controls the whole media airwaves in so-so-so country. He puts out, when he puts out something, people start voting for that guy. Yes. So if you want to do the same thing, take the risk. Start. And don't stop. Keep taking risks till you continue. It will not be a big deal. For you to have a TV channel. We have Pulse TV. It's, I still don't see this like I'm doing any work. It's not work. Until it gets to a certain point, then I can say, okay, now we're taking a risk. But for now, it's easy. Have to keep on pushing it. It still takes some kind of um, um, effort 
to take the small risks. So I'm not belittling you taking the small risks. I'm not belittling that. I'm just saying take them and don't be afraid because it's still not risk. It's little risk. I love you all. Have you enjoyed today's um, program, today's service? And we're getting ready for Sunday. Sunday is going to be absolutely amazing. Please just leave it back in the comments for me. Cheers. Sunday is going to be absolutely amazing. Of course, senior pastor, Pastor Sam, and the rest of his team will have another great installment for us this Sunday. And we get to see um, our leader, Pastor Toby, uh, my father, we'll see him in action. It's a cold red month. And that's the reason why I dropped this, um, this risk-taking exercise to you. Because most of you are taking risk in registering of souls for the wild event, 3,000, hashtag 3,000 in March. Um, we have over 5,000 souls registered, but keep on registering. Or we have about 3,000 3, souls registered plus. Keep on registering, but do also another thing. Keep on validating your souls. And I usually speak about this to the Pulse family, but I'll speak about it to the wider audience just to say that sometimes you invite someone and it's still a cold call. Don't make your invitation a cold call. Make your invitation a hot lead. How do I do that? Continue to speak, meet, and be able to say, hey, this is what things are going to look like. So if you enjoyed what you heard today, then make sure that you're tuned in on the, on the 26th of March. And if you're in the country, make sure that you visit Make sure that you um, make contact with the administrators and, and they will actually reach out to you and give you the, the details for the service. But it's extremely important that we make sure we get as many people down on the 26th of March. It's going to be absolutely amazing and phenomenal. On that note, please make sure, have any of you guys registered to P.O. Goldman's Medium? So I'm out on Medium now. Medium is another social media platform and it's for those of you who are readers. I'm sure it's economic leadership class, so I'm sure a lot of you are readers, hopefully, inshallah. <laughs> so it's, it's for readers. So I'm gonna actually be doing a written version of the leadership class. I'm gonna put a bit of spice on it, of course, to make sure that some of you who are just sitting down in your mansion or in your yacht, or you're in your helicopter, or you're in your private jet like DC or Ogloma, in your private jet, you can just read the leadership class that morning, and maybe you just don't want to tune in, but at least you're reading. You're not able to tune in for some reason. So make sure you're registered, you're following me on Medium. Um, how, can you guys get those stuff up for me, please? Okay, there it is, Goldman ELC. Yeah, make sure you join the Discord, that's the Discord economic leadership class on the Discord. In the Discord, what we're doing, we're raising another 318. Another 318. So there's actually 130 CEOs and entrepreneurs and students in the Discord that are not part of the nation family. They're on the outside, 130 people from the outside who are already on in the Discord. And of course, after the service in March, we'll start speaking about how we meet up with all of these people who want to get something going. So make sure you join the Discord. Of course, I'm on Twitter as well. Follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is a dark, is a dark place. <laughs> it's um, for the crypto people. So if you love crypto, follow me on Twitter. And of course, um, I'm a newbie to Instagram. I'm not like um, Ubi and DCO or Galoma, but please follow me on my Instagram if you want to connect with me there. 
doing my best to look fine on the pictures and all that kind of thing. And got, get the reels going on. Thank you. Following me on all. Um, that's uh, Emma FTN. Good morning, Ma. Thank you for following me on all. Okay, thank you so much. So, anyway, I'm also on TikTok, by the way. Imagine that. How did I get onto TikTok, man? Oh. I'm on TikTok now. Imagine PO, you know. <laughs> the, I was like a ghost, like not visible to anyone. You know, Charlie was making a joke about me the other day. He was like, even in pictures, you're, whenever there's a picture taken, you're somehow hidden behind PT. Like, you can just see the outline of my shoulder or something. <laughs> I, do, I don't plan that, but nah, it's your new Insta post, so thank you. Head over to my Insta and show me some love. Ubi, I'm expecting you to drive all your, your fan base. Cheers. Drive your fan base. You're, you're a mighty man in, in the social world. It's been awesome having spending time with you guys, and I'm sure you're all super ready um, for Sunday. It's been great. I love you all. Make sure you have an awesome Saturday and I'll see you next week. Peace. Nice one.